What's going on? What's up? Sorry, I wanted to remind everybody how bad Rowan Reigns used to be on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what it... I'll, the only thing I remember is Succotash. From the, it was like su- something, something Succotash, and it was all like S's. Suffering Succotash, yeah. Suffering Succotash, that's what it was. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to start off with a banger, you know. Something different, I dig it. Well, welcome back to Nick and Gabe's Wrestling Podcast. New name, hopefully coming soon. We've shot through a couple ideas that have already been taken. So, apparently I'm not that original because there's a few names I've come up with that uh, are already taken. So, Sadly, yeah. Oh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Wrestling related, not wrestling related. Ronda Rousey, Mickey James, Asuka, Becky Lynch, uh, Trish Stratus. I could probably think of more, but it would take me forever. Fantina Morella. Fantina. Uh. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so I want to I wanna start with a, uh, a what, what would you call it? Ratings, maybe? Demographic? Fact? Statistic? Whatever you want to call it. We have surpassed 200 listens on this podcast. Really? Overall, yeah. I think it was like 208. 208 when I checked it this morning. No. Uh, something like that. Which is pretty, pretty good for a couple of just a couple of marks talking wrestling no. every week. Right. And segueing out of that, first of all, thank you guys for listening. Yes. And, Much appreciated. And the support. And segueing off of that, do you know what AEW's blood and guts drew for viewers? I saw it. It was like, what, 1.08 million? Was it around there? Close. 1.09. Oh, that's close. Yeah, I read yeah. it. That's, that, that's it, though? It, that's pretty good. I, I mean, mean, it's good. But I was expecting more, you know, for the just what it was, you know, like it was a special, you know, episode. Well, like Raw and well, Raw in specific goes like right under three million to a little over three million. It's like right in that range. So I mean, it, in comparison, that's pretty not good. Bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I it I might be wrong, but this is, I think the second time they've gone over a million viewers. I think they had one show before that had over a million, but I, I couldn't tell you specifically because AEW from what I remember is like seven to 800,000 is like right where their usual ratings lies. Yeah. I, I think it was like a holiday special or something that, that drew over that, but it doesn't matter. 
so the main thing with blood and guts of course the thing we were both looking forward to i would say the most correct me if i'm wrong is the uh inner circle and the pinnacle with their match yep so for those of you that don't know and you want to know and i'm going to say this in case you haven't seen it and you you don't want results or whatever spoiler 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 alert uh the pinnacle won and mjf basically had jericho on top of the steel cage said he was going to throw throw jericho off the top of the cell unless the inner circle surrendered the match and sammy guevara finally surrendered the match uh and then mjf threw him off the top anyway what did you think of how that ended I don't know. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it, you know. I feel like he should have just threw him off anyway, you know, You know, before they surrendered. <clears throat> I don't know. I liked it. I didn't, I, mean, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Like, I was in between. It's like, it's nothing that I would get upset over, you know. Like, it didn't yes. ruin the match. The match was honestly, in my opinion, great. But I don't know. And, and to, to talk about what you just said, too, I got to disagree. Because if he would have done it before and then won the match, say, clean and just, you know, pinfall, whatever, whatever the however they would have won it. But but he won it clean for the for the pinnacle. Right. That wouldn't have had as much of an impact on their heat or at least MJF's heat. Because, you know, he he leveraged that to get the cheap win, which is already a little bit of heat. And then when they won, he did it anyway, which is some good heat as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I never really thought about it like that. But, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I got to say, before we, like, analyze anything else either, the way they had that crash pad that Jericho landed on, like, covered up and everything, looked horrible. Yeah, because as soon as he went through, it was like, oh, he's a crash. It's a crash pad. He's fine. You know, that was it. There was there was no like impact to it right. after that. And if you look at the steel, you know, you tell it's cardboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heavy uh, air quotes. No one can see it, but heavy air quotes steel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, did you did you see the um, the picture Sammy Guevara uploaded? I think it was on Instagram. I, I saw it when I was looking through uh, this week's news, but he had this like gash he had to get uh, stitched up. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Seeing oh, just that. Oh. It's it's like right on right under his armpit. I think on the right side of his back. Oh, I gotta look that up now. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's Instagram. Yeah, he was the only one that sustained like anything noticeable. Everybody else was just kind of beaten and bruised. Well, MJF got some color too, but nothing, nothing crazy. Was it real color though? I don't know. Uh, debatable, debatable. Could have been, might not have been. You know, either yeah, way, it looked, knows. Good. it looked good. I'm not gonna yeah. complain about it. Are they bringing blading back? I hope not. Yeah, me either. Oof, that that stone cold moment when he cut a little too deep. 
Oof. If you haven't seen that, you got to look that up because that is just rough. Nothing compared to what happened in ECW. Oh, no. No, no, no. You know, the mass transit incident. I don't know if you heard about that or not. Yep. Yeah. I messed up, man. I don't remember what context it was in. It was for, I think, a documentary or something that I was watching. So it was like indirect. I wasn't watching CZW, which if you don't know, that's like the hardcore, hardcore, like let's bring the ECW back and let's go like 10 miles past what they were ever doing. Well, no, the mass transit was ECW. No, I'm saying CZW. Oh, CZW. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, CZW, I saw like two things from that. One was somebody breaking like fluorescent LEDs or lights across someone's back. Yeah. It was like, eh, that's not too bad. The other thing I saw, you know, those like teacher scissors, the big ones. Yep. Somebody stabbed a pair of those through a guy's tongue. What? And I saw that and I remember it to this day. To this day. And that was years ago. I don't want to ever watch that. Oh. No, me either. I was I was just like, you know what? Th- that indirectly told me I, I'm not watching CZW. Like, it, ever. There's <laughs> there's no doorway for me to watch this. That's like, well, maybe it'll be interesting. It's too crazy. I, I will never. That was too crazy, yes. That was that was insane. Stuff like that is just like mutilating yourself for for the business and not only is it not entertaining, it it cuts you short, like way short. You could do that for maybe two years. Right. And then your body is just like, you know what? We're beyond repair at this point. <laughs> they don't get paid enough to do it, man. It, no, That's especially the not there. Like especially if they're getting like WWE figures, like, okay, maybe, but not, yeah, not, not a small promotion. Right, right. Anyways, we we went way off on on that. Started with Jericho going through the (laughs) through the quote unquote crash pad or quote unquote steel, which was actually craft pad. And and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm not saying like you know put him through legitimate steel or anything, but like at least hide it. Right, you know, do something for it. Jeez. I like the second most disappointing ending or like mess up this year. You know, you have first you have the uh, what do they call it? The uh, the death match, the death match where you know, oh my lord, (laughs) you know, the death match was just uh, Goldberg, you know, pyro, and then (laughs) yeah, Goldberg walks through all of that. And they're you you know, I, I, I read out afterwards, and we may have talked about it on the show with. You know, Tony didn't want to put anybody in danger and, you know, there were safety concerns. And, yeah, we did talk about it because I said, you know, if that's the case, then don't advertise it as a death match or, you know, any like as a death match. And then have all these guys that have gone through legitimate death matches that are just so hard to even fathom how somebody could go through that and then deliver that. And, and I kind of want to segue off of that, too, and, and build on that point with the other kind of disappointing, almost shady. Well, it is shady. 
the shady thing that AEW pulled with the first half of Blood and Guts being pre-recorded. Yes. And apparently nobody knew. I did actually look it up. I was misinformed when I first read it. They were it was advertised like as a one match event. Okay. The okay. people who bought the tickets, they already knew, you know, people are gonna post like I saw a TikTok of it of somebody like we really paid eighty bucks to watch the first hour of the show on a TV. Okay. Like, wow, okay. that's kinda crappy. Well, okay. It, I I retract my statement then. That's not shady. I was under the impression that it was advertised different, but and and I've seen like people booing and stuff, and it's like it, read the print, you know. If you're buying a ticket for that stuff and right. you want to know, read the print. I'm sure it's not like hidden on like page seven hundred of, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not hidden; it's there. But my question: Why was it pre-recorded? Why did it have to be pre-recorded? Who who was who was all on it? Remind me, remind me the card. Was there any before you answer that? Actually, was there anybody from different promotions? I don't know exactly. Like no Impact or or New Japan, none of that. I don't believe. I mean, the Good Brothers were there for a minute. They didn't, they didn't wrestle. They interfered. Yeah, but they're they're they like work in with AEW. So I mean, that's what yeah. I was trying to get at. Was like maybe they still have some like if there were any talent that was on a different show, if there was any like COVID concerns or uh, scheduling conflicts, something. And, and. <sighs> no, none of them were, they're all AEW. That's, you know, that's a good question. I, I really can't think of a reason why. It just, yeah. Just like, it wasn't like out of all things, I figured the, Blood and Guts match would be pre-recorded. Oh, that would have set fans on fire online. Oh, of course. If that was pre-recorded. <laughs> Oof. It just that'd, it that'd doesn't make sense to me. Like, none of the matches before that were any special, really. Yeah, there was... I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't know how in the world I messed this up. I had a final that morning. And then me and my roommates went out and did some stuff. And then next thing you know, we're at the movies and we're watching this movie and my phone keeps going off and I'm like, what is going on? So I pull out my phone and it's you texting me stuff about the show. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm missing the show. I forgot. (laughs) So I missed the show. Of course, the one show that, you know, I, I really, really wanted to see to see a movie. And I had to go back and, like, watch and recaps and stuff. So that's why I'm not, like, 100% sure on every detail of the show. Like, I usually would be. But <clears throat> I was really looking forward to the Britt Baker match because I like Britt Baker. I think she's going to be the next women's champion. I think she's going to be a phenomenal one. Did you, did you watch that match? I didn't watch it back, no. Not yet. We, it was a minute and a half. Nothing. Really? Yeah, it was short. Who who did she go against? Remind me. Uh, Julia Hart. Oh, okay, okay. She submitted in a minute and a half. Yeah, it was nothing special. And Britt Baker won, right? Yep. Mm. Good stuff. 
did anybody run in afterwards? Was anybody out? Was Sheeta out there? I don't think so. Too many people interrupted, and it was it was it's a blur right now. Who all okay. the one match that really upset me was the first one, the tag team match. Why is that? Because Kenny Omega abandoned Nakazawa mid match mm-hmm. and caused them to lose. It's like really. That's the world champ. He's gonna abandon a teammate because he's scared to fight um, Kingston and and Moxley. Like, really? Well, I think that's part of the part of the build. I I will agree that it's like um, what's the word for it? Disappointing, I guess. Underwhelming. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Underwhelming to not see them go head to head, but that that's kind of the build that I'm seeing with Kenny is like, he's the kind of not really a scaredy cat champion, but like he's, he's going to pick his moments. And, and when he does have those moments where he's in action, they're that much more impactful. So when he has this championship match against anybody, it means something. And I, and I like that. In, in the way that you don't see the champion wrestle as much as maybe they did before they won the championship. Right. And it, and it makes them feel it, – it makes every match feel a little more special with them. And it's getting some heat on him for, you know, wussing out and leaving the match. But I but I see the disappointment and the the underwhelming part of it for sure. The other thing that's sticking out to me that wasn't a match at Blood and Guts, but it's gonna be a match this upcoming Wednesday, is Miro and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. What do, what do you think about that matchup? Who do you who are you rooting for? Who do you think's gonna win? Like Business wise and common sense wise, Darby Allen. You think he's gonna win? I mean, where's Miro been on Dark? I've watched Dark a couple times, and it's the only place I've ever seen him. You know, there's no really not much going on with Miro right now. I see Darby Allen easily winning. It could be his big moment. I don't think it's right, man. I. I like Darby Allen. Don't get me wrong. I was very, very weary and caught and curious, rather, that, well, about the whole Brian Cage rivalry because of the obvious size discrepancy and, you know, how are they going to make Darby Allen winning look legitimate? Or is Brian Cage going to win and this is going to push Team Taz? And then, you know, everything happened the way it did. It was actually pretty clever. I'd say 75% of the time, the rest of the time was just kind of blah. Um, It still bugs the absolute hell out of me when you have Team Taz, a team of super built-up guys and just jacked guys that run from the ring and will not take on I'm sorry, Sting. 
I love Sting. I'm a big fan, but they won't get in the ring and take on an old legend with a bat and a kid that's skinnier than me with a skateboard. Right. That just, it it didn't make any sense to me. I'm getting off topic. Anyways, I think we're in kind of the same position with Miro, but I, I could see Miro like turning this and saying, you know, I've watched you and Brian Cage. I know your tricks. I know how you mm-hmm. do this whole David and Goliath dance. So be ready. And then maybe this is the, uh, the upcoming of Miro and mm-hmm. he's going to be TNT champion and AEW world heavyweight champion. And he's going to merge the belts and, is going to be a Hall of Famer, like, next year. Well, what I think they should do with Miro, at least, is next week have maybe have Darby Allen win and then have Miro win at um, double or nothing. That's possible. That's possible. I would like, I would like to just see Darby Allen beat him once and then maybe drop it afterwards. afterwards. I want to preface and say, too, I was totally kidding about merging the titles and everything. I was just, like, seeing how far I could take that idea (laughs) of, like, pushing him to the moon. I do think he deserves the title, though. I will say that. And I got to say, with what you just said about Double or Nothing, I don't think he should lose it at Double or Nothing. In fact, I don't even know how I feel about him defending at a pay-per-view that's not on TV. Because my, my dad was bringing this up the other day, too. Oh, yeah. How TNT is more of like a television championship, and it's yeah. like defended on TV. So I'd like to see it kind of kept there. That's a good point, too. I don't know. I think it could be Miro. I don't want to. I, I will yeah. say, too. I'm not a huge fan of title defenses almost every week for the TNT championship either. I mean, maybe like every other week or so, but like every week is, is a bit much. Yeah. It's turning into the 24 seven championship at this point. I wouldn't go that far, but (laughs) it is getting a little ridiculous. It, have you noticed too, like ever since and and tell me if there's someone before that I'm not thinking of, but ever since John Cena had that United States championship and he did the open challenge every week, like every, a lot of people have been doing it. Yeah. A lot of people are just like, you know what, whoever wants to come and fight me every week, here you go. Just like ever since that, I've seen that with like three different titles. But I do like what they're doing right now with it though. With the U.S. title? Yeah, because, you know, Sheamus will say, you know, open challenge, but he won't actually have a match. He'll just attack the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And the match will be, you know, called off, obviously. And, you know, going on that, I'm excited because Humberto Carrillo, or Carrillo, whatever his last name is, is finally getting a push. It looks like it, yeah. He's been there every week confronting uh, Sheamus. So it's looking like uh, at backlash, it's gonna be them too. Now he's just gotta, he's just gotta shine. Just has to shine. My words got lost in my brain there. 
Okay. Then so... one more, I wanted to mention one more match, sorry, for uh, yeah. Dynamite is the uh, Orange Cassidy versus Pac number one contenders match for the world championship. I think it's going to be a great match. I think Kenny and whoever wins that ideally would be a good match. I, I think Pac would be I, – I would like to see him with Kenny because they they match styles in a, in a really great way. Orange Cassidy, I'm not sure how that match would go, but I'd be interested to see. I don't think it would be bad. I just – their styles, I don't know how that would go. But I will say – yeah. I will say this. I don't think this championship defense is going to – matter no it's Kenny Kenny is going to hold that belt until the big pay-per-view whenever they do a big pay-per-view presumably in front of a crowd they're going to hold off until it's in front of a crowd and Adam Page is going to win the title from Kenny that's that's what we're building to I think But yes, I think between Pack and Orange Cassidy, the popular vote says Orange Cassidy is going to win just based on like popularity. My heart would like to see Pack win it because I'd, I'd just rather, I think I'd rather see that match between Pack and Kenny. Is Pack is just amazing in the ring. I, they both are. All three of them, really, but you know, Pack and Kenny are just next level. It's weird saying Pack. I'm used to saying Neville. Yeah, Neville Adrian and Neville and Neville and what was his thing? He had like the cape, and he would like point up. Yeah, it was weird. Wasn't it some something to do with space or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, oh, Lord, I can't remember. You got to look that up because it's going to bug me. I can, I can look that up. No. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh... That's going to bug me. I, I'm, not, I'm not finding it. I'm trying to find it right now. If you can't find it, don't worry about it. It might have been like the name of his finisher was related to that or something. I don't remember. It it was something, something spacey or something. Oh, the man that gravity forgot. Man that gravity forgot. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. So good. So good. Oh, amazing. <laughs> One more. Do you see my text earlier? I wanted to mention this too about MJF. Uh, yes, but I didn't look into it. Well, he reportedly in an interview said that he would go to WWE when his contract runs out in 2025, I believe it is, if they offer him the right, the right money. He said... I, I hope he doesn't. He said wrestling is a, is a business, and if they offer him the right money, he would go. I hope he doesn't, because he, he's too TV-14 for, like, for this product, you know, and I feel like they just water down the, I, I hate to say it this way. Cause it sounds so like 
worshipy, I guess, but like the brilliance of MJF. I they I feel like they'd really water him down. Right. Well, he not every intro more. He really didn't say he would go, but he said that he would listen. Right. Right. He I, would. I, I'm sure anybody would. It would be open. Yeah. He he technically was in WWE for a second. Have you seen that? Yeah, he was in a tag team match, wasn't he? Like it was like a jobber or whatever. Not even that. It's like a um he was one of the, like the security guys oh. for Samoa Joe at like a takeover. And he was walking with him out to the ring and he like started to get in front of him and Samoa Joe like pushed him back. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they get a lot of independent guys to do that kind of stuff. I mean, he didn't, like, do it intentionally. It, it right. looks like he was just, like, trying to, like, get ahead of him for, like, a security, like, getting him out there. And then Samoa, like, didn't want him to do that. So, I mean, I, it did, it wasn't, like, him trying to steal the spotlight. It was just, like, a – I think it was a mistake. It looked like it, at least. If Samoa Joe goes to AEW, they can make that into an angle. They know. couldn't mention where it was from or anything, but they could – hint at it and you know go from there speaking of people in talks with AEW and maybe not talks with AEW do you know who uh, Tessa Blanchard is I've heard the name yeah Okay. she she wrestled for Impact Okay. had some, some things happen I don't remember specifically I think she blew off a couple of Impact tapings for whatever reason. And I think she had some incident with, um, she was in some hot water for something, but you know, she's a phenomenal wrestler, objectively speaking. And people were saying that she might've been in talks with AEW and, you know, Chris Jericho has been subtly dropping hints that, you know, they'd, they'd be open to, having a a female wrestler in the inner circle. And there was a lot of talks of like, oh, is she going to go there? You know, is she, now that her contract with Impact is done, you know, is is she going to go there? And uh, Dave Meltzer has shot that rumor down. So she is not in talks with AEW. Wow. That sucks. I would have loved to see a match between her and Britt Baker. I feel like they could tear it up. Well, I feel like AEW needs better women wrestlers. They need a couple of established wrestlers. I think that's what they're missing. They're building everything from the ground up Mm -hmm. in that division. And I think they need a couple of wrestlers who are kind of there already. And they don't really have that. The closest thing they have is Vicky Guerrero, and she's just a manager for Nyla Rose. Right. If they got, like, a Mickey James in there, that would be something. If they got, gosh, I can't even think of anybody else off the top of my head. But if they if they had somebody or a couple of viable people to, to bring in, I mean, I, I think that's the missing piece in that division. There's a little bit of veteran status. I just I don't know a, a, a woman wrestler there that I like, you know. I, I can I can think of wrestlers that I like, but not 
all from AEW. Yeah, right. Just like stuff from before. I like Sheeta. I like Britt Baker. Ty Conti, I like. She she grew on me because at first I was like, ah, it's you know whatever, and then she really started to get better and better, and she she grew on me. Um, who else? I mean, like Penelope, Penelope Ford is kind of whatever. Her and Kip Sabian are just kind of there; they don't really do anything. Um, Nyla Rose is okay. She doesn't get enough time in the ring for me to really say. Uh, Chris Statlander is okay. I think she's pretty decent in the ring. Abaddon bugs me. She definitely bugs me. Do you know, do you know Abaddon? I do not. Okay. Oh, is she that one with like the weird face paint and and the white eyes and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen her. The I think the thing that bugs me about her more than anything is that she crawls on the floor like a child. <laughs> that is what bugs me. She scares me, man. Look up a picture of her right now. No, thank you. Everything else about her, awesome. Character development, all that stuff, awesome. Crawls like a kid, nope. <laughs> Just kills it on impact with me. I'm like, well, it, a four-year-old, not even a four-year-old, the two-year-old does that, you know? I Just the way she does it, it was just, it bugs me. It really bugs me. So after watching Dynamite for the past couple weeks, I finally think I have a favorite wrestler. And who's that? MJF. I thought you were going to say Luchasaurus. No, man, MJF, he's a man. MJF is super awesome, man. I Promo work, amazing. In-ring work, pretty, pretty, and I'm not going to say amazing, pretty no, great. He's not amazing, he's good. Yeah, he, he has his moments. He definitely has his moments. I, for me, it's between MJF and Sammy Guevara, really. Sammy Guevara? I think he's yeah. good, but... Just his appearance. He looks like a he's built like a fourteen year old boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean obviously, you know, built better than I am, obviously, but still. I think I think the promise is there for sure. I think he definitely has the potential to go far with it, with the business at least. MJF is already proving that in spades. I mean the, the other one of the other wrestlers I think has a lot of potential is Jade Cargill. I think she could be great in the business if they handle her right. Right, yeah. Oh, let's see what else we have to talk about here. Okay, talk- so you know you remember Matt Mansoor, right? Yes, yes. So he signed to Raw this week. Yes. Has he been? Where's he been? Is it NXT 205? I think it was 205 he's been. He hasn't really been active that much, but. Okay. Now here's the question. 
will he win a world title? <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that seems to happen. It seems to happen. That's all I'm going to say. A world title? Yeah. I hope not. You know, they did the... When they go to Saudi. I hope not. They did the... You know, they tried... I don't know, man. They, I, I hope not. He doesn't look like he... Because he got a haircut. Now he looks like a little little kid. I, I think... I think he could do well. I think he could maybe get like a mid-card title or something. Maybe like U.S. champ, you know. Yeah, U.S. Uh, maybe not Intercontinental. At least not Intercontinental now because it's on SmackDown. But who knows? Yeah, I I don't know what to think of him being signed to Raw, honestly. I think there's something there that they're planning to do because they – I don't think they would have had a dedicated segment and then later on a match with Sheamus if right. there wasn't something deeper. Yeah. So maybe they have a mini something planned for him. Other than that, I'm kind of meh. We'll see how it goes. <sighs> and speaking of sign to Raw, uh... the evolution is coming back. Eva Marie is coming Ooh. back out of the needed. blue. Another diva to come for two weeks, then leave again. Because I didn't know what's going to happen. I'm calling it right now. I, I, I remember looking at the TV, and just being like, "That's not, that's not her. No, nah, that's that's someone else. Some I can't even think straight right now. That's that's not her. It was her. Oh. It was her. We want Becky, not Eva Marie." <laughs> Well, Becky's away for legitimate reasons. Yeah. <laughs> just, just bring the kid with you, man. Seth will watch. Seth will watch the kid on the at ringside. But I want, I want to give her a chance. I don't want to like blow her out of the water with like she can't wrestle and blah blah blah. She couldn't wrestle back in the day. She probably still can't wrestle. Well, that was what two years ago, three years. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see her. Something like that. She could have went away and did some serious work. She could have. She didn't. <laughs> Might have. She didn't. I can tell you right now, man. You didn't. never know. You never know. I'm. I'm gonna like wait and see mood on that. I feel like she'll maybe impress us the maybe. optimist in me maybe 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 we'll she'll win the title off of Rhea. who knows <laughs> if, if she did no. that i i would have to be done i would cry i would just turn the tv off wouldn't even change it to anything i'd just turn it off i really hope just sit there think about it Think about what the world's come to. <laughs> Eva Marie is Raw's woman champion. Oh. There's a lot of messed up stuff going on in the world, but that would be the one thing to be like, <laughs> what, what's going wrong here? Uh, we have one more Monday Night Raw story here. So, Team RK Bro. For, first off, what do you think of the team? Based on matches so far, it, promos in the back, tomatoes getting thrown at Randy. 
I like it, dude. It's funny. I like <laughs> I Randy. Basically, Hi, Randy. Him, you know, whenever Matt starts talking nonsense, Randy tells him to shut it. You know, I love the the, the bit lip when, lock like, thing. Yep, when <laughs> Matt Real did that, it was hilarious. I just remember his promo. He's like, I crushed him like a sexy little mongoose, Ricky Ticky Tavi. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I really hope they win the championship together. Honestly, I think they will. They will. They're going to take it off of Omos and AJ. They already have, at least with me, and I can't speak for the entirety of the WWE universe, but it with me, they've, they're already over organically. Yeah. People like them. I haven't heard one critic say they were horrible. I just I love when they're throwing tomatoes and it lands on Randy and he just rides by. His, Hi, Randy. <laughs> that scooter is. If they don't make an actual replica of the scooter for WWE shop, if they do, I'm gonna buy it. Be expensive. I know. And I don't. I don't spend expensive. I don't spend a lot of money on individual wrestling items. Collectively, I do because I collect figures and autographs and cards and stuff. But oh, jeez, I, I really hope they put out a scooter. I'm sure they will eventually. They have to. That'd be so awesome. You know, at least partner with a company that makes scooters. You know. Yeah, Razor or something. Right. That'd be great. So, anyways, the story, I almost forgot the the news of it, just talking about the team. So, apparently, they're going to be pushed for a while. Uh, They're planning on releasing merch soon. Really? Yeah, and that's that's all we know, but people backstage are happy with it. there's talks they might put the titles on them at one point, and they're they're planning to push them for a while. So, Team RK Bro is here to stay. I hope so. That's just honestly, I think they're the two best things on Raw, individually and collectively. Even like Matt, Mick Foley said that he thinks that RK Bro has a little bit of that rock and sock feel to it. Oh yeah, yeah the. Um team that shouldn't work but it does somehow right you know like the serious one and the the not so serious one yep yep it's beautiful you know it really is this whole the only other thing that even sticks out on raw anymore is the whole thing with bray wyatt and alexa bliss as well i have a theory by the way I think Lily is going to end up being Nikki Cross. Ooh. And I think she's going to get pulled into the spray. Yeah, she's been talking too long. Yeah, and and she really – she's not injured or anything, so I don't know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, because she was supposed to be there like a month ago, and she never was. Like, I'm yeah. wrong. So maybe they pulled her. For a last minute thing, you know, like, oh, we're going to make you be this doll. It's something. At least it's something. I just, I want, I want Alexa Bliss to go back to normal, man. Yeah, I mean, the whole, what's it been, like a month now of promos on the swing and just 
It's annoying, dude. It's like, come on, do something. They've gone so far with it. I think it's almost impossible to bring her back to normal. Yeah. Because, you know, if they do and she comes back all normal, people are going to think, oh, well, she's going to turn crazy anytime now. You know, they're not going to believe it. That's that's kind of the issue with like having a supernatural character, unless you started out that way. So like the the Canes and the Undertakers, they work for obvious reasons, right? Because they started out that way, and they that's what worked. Then you look at someone like Alexa that started the way she did, and then turns into this character. How do you go back, or do you go back? And if you don't go back, then how do you keep things going in this right. direct in this new direction when you really just built it off of a situation? You didn't build it as a character. It, it, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. They're definitely not going to push Nikki as like a main culmination for Alexa in this whole craziness which sucks because I do like Nikki Cross I think she's a great wrestler but I they're just not going to give her that chance for whatever reason it's frustrating alright how about we move on to Smackdown I think I know where you're going because I got some things to say yeah, like yeah. Let's movie. let's talk. Or SpongeBob movie right now, man. Got something to say to you. Let's let's talk about a throwback SmackDown quotes. Really, really, really far back throwback SmackDown. So far back SmackDown didn't even exist in that day. <laughs> right, like it was just. You, you sent me some pictures because I had to work. I couldn't see it, but God, it just looked abysmal. It looked horrible. Like, I know what it was. I should never get my hopes up for the WWE anymore, but like, at least deliver on your promise. Don't tell us it's a throwback edition of SmackDown. Tell us it's a throwback edition of WWE that happens to fall on SmackDown. You know? Well... And from what you told me, too, it was pretty underwhelming. It was. I mean, the, the show itself I loved. I thought it was great. It's just the... The retro version of the, it. Yeah, the throwback version of it was underwhelming. It was just... You know, they had the fist. It was CGI, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was just the use of that symbol that they used, right? You know, like the old retro, you know, 80s... The Legends WWE symbol instead of, like, the Scratch logo or anything. Right, they could have used that. The the graphics, like you know, they had like the name. That was an all old graphic. Yeah. The shirts that the the commentators wore. The vests from like the eighties. Right, that Vince McMahon and you know Jr. wore before they, you know, the Attitude Era started. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Hey, we got. I got to see Teddy Long. Okay, I was happy about that. You know. Yeah, I, it, but like for for that, because 
correct me if I'm wrong. You told me that was the only like callback thing that happened, though, right? Well, one of them. I mean, the ref wore the old SmackDown shirt, you know, but that's okay. Like, okay, you know, okay. But you know, I got to hear the famous Teddy Long. You're going one on one with the Undertaker. That was cool and funny. Yeah, I saw. I saw a thing. I think it was Bleacher Report. It's just John Cena looking disappointed. He's like, um, when you see Teddy Long, but he doesn't tell you, you have a match with the Undertaker. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I remember he told, he said that to Sami Zayn backstage. And of course, Sonya Deville, she said no, because, you know, the Undertaker's retired. If he would have came out for a match. I would have been mad. That's another thing that would have just, like, ended my WWE fandom it's on a string honestly at this point nah dude smackdown is is amazing man raw sucks but smackdown i wish you could watch smackdown every week i think your opinions would change i i feel like raw is just and and i agree with you raw does suck and i don't know much with smackdown right now smackdown's entertaining dude like i have a twitter where i only talk about like wrestling stuff on there man and every every post I see, everyone's saying that, you know, SmackDown was great tonight. You know, and then whenever I see people talk about Raw, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it, it's on repeat. It's just the same matches, the same people mm-hmm. every week. I feel like I could turn it off for a month and come back and I will miss nothing except individual matches. That is the only thing I will miss. I'm convinced. And then another big thing for SmackDown was uh, Jimmy Uso's return. Yeah, I saw that. And he ain't taking Roman's ish, you know. Good. He said on there, and I quote, he said, what does he say? I forgot exactly what he said, but he goes, I ain't going to beat nobody's B, you know. But at the end, he ended up defending Jay because he was getting beat up by Cesaro. Or no, it was either Cesaro or Seth Rollins, but I think it was Cesaro beating him up and then. So it's kind of like, is he going to team with Roman or is he not going to, you know, we don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Because at first I thought, I thought Jay was going to turn on Roman because he was standing behind Roman, kept looking at him. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. You know, he kept giving him a a stare. I would love to see when Jay turns on, turns on uh, Roman, like a shield breakup like throwback stuff, you know, style turn, you know, where Jay has a chair in his hands. Roman is in front of him and he just hits Roman in the back with a chair. That was just, yeah, that, that would be something. That's one of those moments too, man. One of the best turns ever, dude. One of the best moments on raw ever. There's always a plan B. That was just right. And that's when I started liking Seth Rollins. That that was before I like learned how the business works, and I was like, like deeply how the business works. I got like that it's predetermined and everything, but at the time it was like, why would you break this team up? And then I think it was John Moxley was in an interview, and he was asked about it, and he's like, yeah, I think it was the right timing because who else would we go against? You know, we yeah. beat the Wyatt family, we beat Evolution. They did everything. There's there's nowhere else to go and nothing else to do. So that was the smartest thing they could have done because it would have just turned into one of those 
stables that just burnt out and nobody cared about that, you know, each wrestler anymore. Exactly. Because if you look at it, all three of them have gone off to have amazing solo careers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Rowan, maybe not overall as great. I don't think as great as Moxley and Rollins yet, but what he's doing right now is going to be historical in WWE. So. I think Roman is slightly better than John Mox in terms of wrestling. In terms of promos, John Moxley is way better. Oh yeah, I mean maybe now though. I mean I don't know about now. I think <laughs> Mox is probably the best promo out of the three of them. Ooh, that's hard take. Man. I don't know. I think Rollins is. I think Rollins always has been. I, I I'm impartial to. John Moxley because he's so like erratic and like cagey with his promos and I really like that. Word. Seth has like this oomph about him and he this rallying promo. And and it's good. But it's just I I guess it's not as much my style as like the John Moxley promos are. Right, you know, you don't have bias about that, but yeah. This is pure bias. This isn't, you know, on its. I'm not dissecting it like a English paper or something. You know, it's like how they deliver and stuff, just stylistically. Speaking of SmackDown stuff, I have one last thing on my note. In my notes, Uh, Daniel Bryan's contract. Yep. Uh, There is an inside source saying they're very confident he'll come back to WWE and they're hoping it's in time for SummerSlam. They're saying they also have a plan for a big match for him. I don't know. I would like to see him go somewhere else for a little bit and then come back. I'd just like to see him go somewhere else. He's completely washed out in WWE. Yeah, like he's trying to be a superhero. He's trying to be the underdog in everything he does. He just wrestles. That's it. Right. He just wrestles. There's no promo to him, nothing. And he has the promo skills. He's shown it. Yeah. He can be funny when he needs to with, you know, if you need proof, team hell no. Right. He can get things done on the mic. You look at his heel turn. He had some great promos in there. Some great promos. Some of them sucked. But, you know, he had some good promos, too. Back around, like, 2013-ish, Yeslemania, he had some great work there, promo-wise. When he when he um, feuded with John Cena, that was great, too. This shirt is a parody of you. <laughs> because you're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best promos, man. I, I love that. With the whole... I, I think they were unifying titles at that point. I think. I'm not sure. It, it was right in that time. I think. Yeah, because I think it was when Cena had both belts. I think. I I don't remember. 
I remember he had the um the champ is here shirt and he had, and Daniel Bryan had the beard is here. Yep. So if he goes, where would you want to see him go? Who would you want to see him work with? Not sure. Honestly. My mind instantly, and I say this about everybody, instantly goes to AEW. But he also has some history in Japan. I feel like he could... I don't think... He won't return to Ring of Honor. That's too big a fish for too small a pond. Right. Impact, I don't think so. I don't think it's the right fit at all. We'll see. That leaves really three options. Returning to WWE, the uneventful, I guess, most sane choice or most safe choice. Um, You have New Japan, which would be a challenge, especially with uh, he has one child with Bree, right? Mm-hmm. Or, one or two. Yeah. So with the family, going to Japan, working there, that would be tough. And then there's AEW. They're already in Florida. It wouldn't yeah. be that far of a trek from Performance Center to Daly's Place. And him and Pack, I feel like, could have some great matches. Him and Kenny would be great. I think him and Christian would also be good. That would also be pretty good. Just him and AEW, I think, would be awesome. Be different, but yeah. I mean, I can see it happening. Brian Danielson. Making the comeback. Hopefully. So, one more thing about John Cena, because we were talking about him a minute ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, John Cena posted on Instagram the symbol for WWE, right? Uh huh. And then today he posted a picture that said, Keep calm, it's almost time. Hmm. So it's kind of looking like he's coming back. I wonder for what? Roman? I swear, if he comes back and he takes the championship off of Roman Reigns, it beats the record <laughs> 17 times. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, but I hope it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me either. I think that's. I think he's going to come back. I think that's a clear sign that he's coming back soon. Because it's kind of weird that he would post that symbol and then another picture that says, keep calm, it's almost time, you know. He's coming back for uh, Bobby Lashley. Who would he come back for? I Championship is the only thing I can think of because there's nobody – Huge. I mean, on either roster to go against. I would like to see him be like, uh, what do they call it? Well, uh, be like what does what uh, Adam Pierce does, like a producer, GM, yeah, like something on, like that, like an on-screen producer. Yeah, I just don't, I don't want him know. to come back wrestle. That's the problem. Like, I'd be okay with him being on TV, but not wrestling. Man, if he did come back, I have no idea what they would do. 
I can't even think of any legends to come back to face him. Maybe a rock rematch? <laughs> that is digging deep in the pockets. Because <laughs> now you got to pay millions for both of them. Yeah, the, the once-in-a-lifetime match happening, happening a third time. You remember when people were all upset because it happened like two WrestleManias in a row and people were like, what the hell, man? It's supposed to be a one-off. Right. I remember that. I was like, why are you complaining? We get two matches with John Cena and The Rock. Because, of course, you can't have John Cena just lose and you can't have The Rock just lose. They each have to win. Right. It, that I thought was like, really? But I get it. But like CM Punk said, the fact that was Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania, I'm not, makes me sick. I agree. I do too. Have you seen the picture of him that uh, AJ Lee posted? With the mullet? Well, he's no, he was uh, working out and playing video games at the same time. No, I didn't see that. It was funny. I have him on uh, Instagram. I have him on Instagram. And he, he posts stuff with Larry, their dog, and stuff on like movies he's working on and stuff because he does like horror movies sometimes. I think he's in two so far. The Girl on the Third Floor, which I watched a couple weeks ago. That one was decent. A little weird, but it was decent. And then I don't remember what the other one's called. I think they're still working on it, though. If I remember right. I think he's a cop in that one. I think. I never didn't know he acted. Yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't done a lot of stuff yet. I think he's still training for MMA stuff, too. I think he's still doing fights and stuff. I hope not. I'm sorry, dude. He can't fight. He can't fight yet. I mean, he went up against uh, Mickey Gall in UFC, but... He's already 42, though, dude. That's old for MMA. He won't do anything. He might. You never know. No. Could you imagine the buzz if he won the UFC... A UFC title. He won't, but it could, you know, it'd be kind of cool. If he did. If. That's a big, big if. If he did. I feel like that would be some huge news. I Obviously, it would be huge news, but I'd be happy. I like how he handled it, though. He just, he came into it, he put the time in, he put the effort in, he lost the fight, and post-match he just said, you know, I lost, it's back to the drawing board, and you know, keep going and keep getting better. You know, I, I think he handled it really well. And and on a base level, I never like bashed him, and I was always like supportive of it, not just because I'm a fan, but like it's a new endeavor, he just wanted to do it. And he went through and he actually did it. And people are still hating on him, you know, because he's a wrestler and trying to fight and everything. He did it. 
you know, he wanted to fight. He went through everything he needed to to fight, and he did it. Not to go off on a weird CM Punk stan tangent, if you want to call it that, but... Well, we are over the hour mark. Yep. Yet again. So, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, I'm getting pretty tired, so that's a good idea. (laughs) Me too. I've put in about 29 hours worth of work between Friday, yesterday, and today. So, I am tired. To say the least. But thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, Thank you. Keep us in your, I believe it's called the favorites for Anchor, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, because we do branch it out to a few different uh, streaming services. And we will be back every Sunday continuing on next Sunday. Peace out, Gabe. See ya.